we just had these dreams and desires to have just a few investments, if you will, in that arena. What we didn't know at the time is what it would grow into, the doors that would open for us. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Welcome back, my Great to Wealth listeners. Today, I have the pleasure to introduce you to you, my very, very good friend, Robin Blinkley. She and I roam around in very similar circles. We're part of the similar masterminds. I love her story, and I'm assuming, and I firmly believe that you will too. So, Robin, how are you? I am great, and thanks for having me on today. It's really a pleasure. Of course. Of course. We've been trying to get you on for a while now, so I'm glad our schedule's aligned. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, it's been a process, and I look forward to having you on our podcast also. Oh, we'll do that, and I love the name of your show. Yes, Ladies, ladies Kicking assets. assets. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I talk about it, I laugh about it. Oh, that is awesome. Hey, Robin, where are you right now? Texas? I am in Houston, Texas. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So, Robin, this show is a little different. I will not introduce you. The way we have picked the direction for this show is we will talk about the stuff that matters the most for our show, which is migration story, right? The name of our show is Migrate to Wealth. As a reminder, the most important piece is not wealth. Wealth is going to happen if you create the migration path intentionally. So we're going to really start with your migration story. And through that, we'll tease out what you do and who you stand for. So let's start with that. Help us understand your migration journey. So, well, happy to share this because I think I probably resonate with most of America. I worked in the healthcare industry for 24 years. I ran nursing homes. And so I was a W-2 employee is the point I'm trying to make there. Married, currently married to my husband, Brett Binkley. And we will actually be celebrating a 30-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. It's a very big accomplishment. And anyone who's been married that long understands the ebb and flows of a relationship. And um, but you and Brett are really highs and some lows. But I got to tell you, these latter years have been just incredible. So Brett is my business partner with REAP, which is Real Equity Investment Partners, our syndication business. So let me flash back though to our journey. Brett and I married. Brett worked also for an engineering firm that he eventually became an owner of. He's a second generation business owner of a civil engineering firm. And that's very important as a part of our story. So just kind of hear that. We raised three children. We have three adult girls and we are now great parents. And, but like most folks, we each had respective 401ks. We were making some minor investments through, you know, like a Charles Schwab styled account. You know, we might buy a little bit of like Disney stock, stock in Apple, you know, just some little stuff, you know, because we didn't have extra money. We had what our paychecks brought in after bills, private school, all this kind of stuff. We only had, you know, so much to work with. And we lived that way, which is almost robotically, you know, and I think, you know, you do the same thing. It's like being a hamster on a habit trail and you do it all over again and you get ready for tomorrow. You do it all over again and you get ready for the next day. But through the years, Brett has always been a super avid reader. You know, he has, you know, you mention a new book and he'll read it in like 24 to 48 hours. He like chews through them. So, and we've, 
both had a passion for real estate. Took some uh, classes, Robert Kiyosaki classes, about 16, 17 years ago, really, and invested a lot of dollars into that, but never really took action on buying properties. But little did we know how God was really preparing us for our future with all of that information. Five years ago, I resigned from my position as a nursing home administrator and essentially became a stay-at-home mom. And at that time, my daughter, my youngest daughter, was still in high school and she's in college now. And so I had the pleasure of staying at home, but trying to figure out what's next for me. Like retirement, you know, and I'm 54, was not... You know, what I was really prepared to do, if you will, like stay at home, hang out, go whatever. I just, I needed a little bit more. So I began attending a lot of seminars and Brett and I together with real estate. And we got involved with the real estate guys. We went on a Discover Belize tour and we've always loved Belize. We're scuba divers. And so that was a draw for us to that area, to Ambergris Key, just on some personal family trips. And we began then buying single family homes. We started a company called Bank Holding. In fact, I resurrected it from some years prior and just got into the real estate game with buying townhomes and residential homes. Mm -hmm. And then we began learning about syndicating. I had never really heard about syndicating. In fact, I'd never heard those words before. And we began to learn about that, how to do larger deals, you know, using larger sums of money, not our own personal money and capital raising. And so there's a whole different science to that. As you all know, my husband simultaneously had some business partners and he had gotten involved in buying self-storage properties, commercial properties. And so we kind of got involved in some of those projects a few years back before really all the syndication education. In fact, he had syndicated a storage facility and didn't really know that he had actually syndicated it. And so I think a lot of people kind of find themselves in that position, you know, because if you've never heard of those words, you don't know those, you know, you don't know the terms and all the ins and outs. Anyway, so that began really building our portfolio. And then we got involved in some international projects with some lifestyle investing and some developments. And so it's kind of like a natural journey. You kind of get involved in one thing that sort of leads to something else. You begin meeting people, making connections, establishing relationships. And before you know it, you're doing business with people. And so that's really kind of how the journey began. But let me go back a little bit. When I say we started our syndication business, we did not have a brand. I really didn't have a network and I didn't really understand how to make all that happen. And so we worked with a company called Organized to Scale and they helped us establish our framework, figuring out our mission, vision, values, and really branding that. And so that was a big piece of our journey is our infrastructure and developing our team. Right. And so the team, you know, then is a whole nother layer of integration into your business and really looking at bigger overarching pieces of your life, like 
asset mapping and the mm-hmm. right CPA and the right legal team. So, you know, that I've said a lot in a short window of time, but right. I think you know, when we talk about migration, that's exactly what it is. You go from one space to the next and then it's a slow, I say it's slow, but it happened very fast, but it's a very intentional path. And that's how we met you know, right. socket right. through some of the same circles. And so our paths have crossed and intertwined in many different ways with our businesses, the peer groups that we're involved in, the inner circles and masterminds that mm-hmm. we're involved in. And so a lot of the educational spaces that we attend, right. we're in, in a lot of that. So, so Robin, uh, thank you for sharing your story. I think this is yeah. very powerful because I think I want to tease out a few things here. Of course, you started as any, I would say the word normal, because it doesn't mean mean your life was any normal because everyone's life is unique. But as a traditional American would, right? Or an immigrant here would come in, they would go W-2, they would go work hard at their jobs, right? And then eventually comes a point for some sooner than the latest, for some sooner, for some others later, is when you try to figure out what am I doing? And some people don't go through that and that's okay. There's nothing wrong in that. There's a reason why you had the revelation of what am I going to do with my life, right? Um, yes. I have left my nursing nursing administration job. I'm sitting yeah. at home. I still am a talented person. I know I can add value or I can be a beach bum. You, you end up picking a path of adding value. And I do enjoy the beach bum lifestyle. Everyone uh, does, right? It gets small, boring. Small uh, <laughs> yeah. It gets boring pretty quick. So what I like about that story is, right, you have gone through a lot of different things in your life. You've seen a W-2, yeah. you've been a stay-at-home mom, you are now a businesswoman, and your, your journey has definitely not been an easy one, but yet being very satisfactory, I'm assuming very fulfilling, right? So one thing I want to talk to you about is when you were thinking about, I think you said about five or seven years ago when you decided to be a stay-at-home mom, or you left your W-2, that maybe stay-at-home mom was not your intention, but that was a path, ended up being the normal path for you at that time. What was going through your mind? It's kind of like, why real estate? Why Robert Kiyosaki? What is, can you take us back through that? What were you feeling at that time? Were you feeling lost? Were you feeling unproductive? I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I want to hear from you. So what were you, <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you feeling at that time? You know, truthfully, at first, I was feeling very satisfied. I was very happy just kind of, you know, getting up, supporting my husband because I had, you know, picking my daughter up from school. She wasn't quite able to drive yet. I enjoyed being immersed in what was happening with her in high school mm-hmm. um, at the, towards the end of, you know, her high school time, really. And so I, I really enjoyed that. But why real estate at that time? I guess the reason for that, quite honestly, is because. At some point between Brett and I, I had the leverage of time, Mm. you know, he had the more passionate reading side of things. I mean, I, you know, used to not care much about reading. Really, I didn't. But I have learned over the last couple of years how important it is to feed your brain. Correct. Not with, you know, just like Netflix and what you see on the news mm-hmm. to really feed your brain and or listen to some of these thought leaders and, you know, bounce that off people who are in some of the same similar circles and really stretch yourself. 
So reading is really something that has never been easy for me because I've never enjoyed it. But now I really do. And so I'll find myself saying, you know, to Brett, you know, I'm going to go read for a few minutes before falling asleep. And Brett's like, oh my God, what do you mean you're reading? I'm like, I am reading. I am actually reading. I'm reading real books, you know? um, I'm reading real books. And so, so we're never too old to adopt something new. And so anyway, back to answer your question specifically, it was just the right timing. And I believe there's a season for all of us to, you don't want to die and say, I wish I could have should have. Sure. Because then you've never tried. Right. You know? And so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'll fail. I'm not, I won't do well. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. So if I fail, it really is still fine. At least I tried, you know? And so it was just the time for us to say, you know, let's go ahead and just start buying some single family homes. Really? And I don't enjoy single family homes. I'll be very matter of fact about it. It's well, Robin, not my let me let me let me pause thing. you. Let me pause you there for yeah. a second. So I think we'll go there too. But I actually yeah. want to go back to the time. So you know, folks look at like in my in my life, I got laid off. We're like, okay, what's happening yeah. financially in my life? My life was perfect, but what was happening financially in my life? I wanted to take control of yeah. my life, right? In your case, why were these books even part of your library? Right, kind of rich dad, poor dad, or Robert Kiyosaki? Was there an influence? Were you searching for passive income? Were you trying to save that? What was the trigger for you to even have that book in your library? Do you recall so, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. So first and foremost, go back to the fact that I said my husband was an avid reader. Yeah. And we have known forever to grow wealth. Got it. You know, you, you've got to... It's more than, you know, I'm working for XYZ company and I'm going to have my 401k mm-hmm. and that's going to take care of my life forever. It doesn't. It's not enough. And so you have to be doing more at some point in the game to create, you know, passive income or streams of income or mailbox money, you know, in some way, shape or form, because your social security is not going to be enough. Right. To cut it, to right. live a lifestyle you're designing for yourself. So we live a life by design. And so knowing the things that you want out of life, the truth is unless you're clipping dollars off the money tree in your backyard, you have to create other ways to make that happen. And real estate is an avenue to do that. And so we just had these dreams and desires to have just a few investments, if you will, in that arena. Got it. What we didn't know at the time is what it would grow into, the doors that would uh, open for us. But that's because we've worked it. It's because we've right. shown up. It just doesn't magically happen for you. You know, that's the truth. And so you have to treat it like another job or it's just a hobby. Right. And so we've elected to create it or treat it as a job, if you will, because that's the true source of wealth. If you know, you're talking about dollars and cents that come in, but it's not about the money so much as much as we enjoy sharing our story with others, just like us, people who have sold their businesses, just like my husband who sold his business 18 months ago is still a W2 employee transitioning out of that. 
we had to have some large scale investments in a very oh. short window of time, like four months. We had to like fast and furiously oh, get I into know. some. I, I remember that time because you've discussed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys went all in. Hair was on fire. So no, I, I think I understand yeah. that now. So let's fast forward from that. Now, you yeah. got exposed to books. You got exposed to Robert Kiyosaki. And now you're in the yes. mode of action at some point in life now. So how did you find, now, for those who don't know real estate guys, there are actually two folks, Russell Gray and Robert Helm. They, are, they host a radio show, probably the oldest podcast mm-hmm. on real estate. Yes. That's what they started. So that's the group Robin was talking about where Robin and I met. Actually, Robin, yes. I think you and I have a different mastermind as well with some rocks. But anyways, that's, that's we, we really connected. Yeah, that's- Multifamily, absolutely, and that has right. that has a great you know place for multifamily. You know, right. Uh, right. really filled that way. Um, so now, how did you find out? How did you find out about real estate, guys? From you getting exposed to Robert Kiyosaki's and the yeah. courses to then jumping on to the real estate guys. How did that journey happen? Okay, so I had never heard of them. And it was actually my son-in-law that mentioned to Brett, he said, so we were driving to New Mexico to go snow skiing Mm -hmm. and we were in separate vehicles. And he said, Hey, actually we were driving to Wolf Creek in South Colorado. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We were driving and we were in two different vehicles. And he said, Hey, I'm going to listen to these podcasts with the real estate guys radio show. And Brett was like, who is that? And mm. he said, you know, I'm listening to them. Here's, let me, you know, send you their information. So for 14 hours, we listened to wow. podcast. Wow. Yeah. And what was remarkable about that is that I listened to, okay, for mm. 14 hours. And that's pretty incredible because that was not what I would normally do. Right. I would tune that out and just, you know, be talking or whatever, sleeping or something, but not listening to 14 hours podcast. So we did that. And it was from that, that Brett learned about from their website, you know, discover beliefs. And it was from that one trip that we took where Brett learned about the goals retreat. Okay. So he went on the goals retreat without me, which is in January. It's an annual program that Robert Helms puts on. And he was, he came back changed. He was like, I've had to actually sit down and write goals in different areas and evaluate my life and who I'm hanging out with. I've had to write letters to my children, our children, and it was very emotional. And so I registered to go to the next year. But from just kind of playing around on their website, we registered for their summit at Sand. Mm-hmm. And of course, that was all during COVID. COVID hit. Right. So that was all virtual. And it was from listening to the virtual, I think it was like a two-day or three-day virtual thing. I can't even remember. Tom Wilwright, tax mm-hmm. guy, was on and started talking about tax structure. And we said, we're going to get in contact with his group because we've had a great accountant for years was never proactive in bringing stuff to our attention. If we bring something up and say, you know, can you do this? Because we'd read about it. They say, oh yeah, you can do that. But was not somebody that was real estate oriented. And so it was really from Tom Wilwright's program with taxes 
and the real estate guys that we really begin diving in to our syndication journey, truthfully. Yeah, that's no, really no, that's, where that was going. Uh, I think all of the, everyone's journey is pretty similar. The path may be different. Yes. Kind of like if you start looking at abstracting it, I think the one common thread that I've drawn with all of my guests is really there was a curiosity about something to learn to something bigger is available. And the curiosity just kind of created a path for you. I'm glad your path and my path crossed because you and Brett are both amazing Me people. Too. I've got your daughter as well, her husband as well. Yes. So we have yes. out with you guys and I think it's a beautiful family. I've yet to meet the other two daughters. At some point I will. Yes, um, yes. But it's amazing the paths have crossed. So now how are you guys taking this journey forward, Robin? Kind of like I know we were talking about you started buying single families, yeah. townhomes, and then you've bought ranches now, you've bought storage units, you've bought like so many different other asset classes. International stuff we're involved in development. development. I mean, it's just so how are you guys multifamily and family money? Right? <laughs> Let right. me just say all those things. Yeah. Yeah, might as well, right? Yeah. So I think it's more yeah, like, I, it I think we should talk about what you have not invested in. That's probably going to be a shorter list. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, where do you see this going now, right? Especially with what's happening in the market, so, where things are going yeah. right now. There's a lot of capital markets in flux, right? We see the banks closing down, mm-hmm. interest rates going up, inflation going There's so much noise in the market. It's different than when you started and I started. The world has changed. Yes. Yeah. I wish in a I could short say period of time. In a very short period of time. Yeah. So where are you seeing the future for your company, for you and Brett, for your kids? How are you thinking about it? So a couple of things to kind of speak to. In regard to my kids, we have them involved in our family office. Mm-hmm. And so you know this, I know this. We are not taught financial education in school. Correct. So we have been mentoring and stewarding our children, our adult kids, and showing them how to money manage, talking to them about investments, educating them, doing book studies. I mean, this is a part of a format that we go through every month, okay, for our family office. And so it's powerful when they begin to look at your successes And then they're able to, on their own, have interest and want to learn. You know, we started with, we're having these meetings. These are the book studies we're going to do. And they really weren't interested, all of them at some level. Mm -hmm. Some of them were interested and more so in other areas. But it has sort of morphed into, they have a lot of interest. And they want to grow their wealth and create passive income for them. So that's the number one thing that we really do. So generational wealth that goes into perpetuity beyond us, beyond my grandkids, that's very important. And so as you are mentoring your girls, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing. They're watching you with the flexibility of your life and being able to take time off and still have money coming in and still being able to live a lifestyle that you are working hard to create. So that's a beautiful thing. And the ability to give back and teach others that are like friends of my kids or peers or business partners that we have, their wives are kind of watching it sort of mushroom over the last couple of years. So I've really been enjoying that piece of our business. And so the other question you had is, where do I see our business going? So let me just say that as we were really working on our infrastructure of our syndication business, we were going to everything. I was on 
every webinar I could possibly be on. I was in all kinds of stuff at night and I was exhausted and it has its place and time in your life. But what I'm really doing is stepping back and stepping out of a lot of things, quite honestly, and really evaluating where is my time and energy being spent. So I'm truly going a little deeper versus wider in my relationships with folks, because at the end of the day, that's what you have with your investor database is your relationships. That's what you have with your family. And we had a shift really back in December where my two new grandbabies were really very sick. They were in the hospital, both of them. And we had to shut our business down for the month of December and, you know, flipped it back on, if you will, in January and just through some goal setting and evaluating, really kind of looked at extrapolating things out that they're not time wasters. They're just not where I want to spend my time right now. So our going forward is really intentional with relationships. We certainly are into looking at investments, obviously, and bringing our database along with us if it's something that we're going to syndicate. But even if it's something I'm not syndicating and something that I'm stepping into as just a limited partner investor, if it's a great deal, I want to bring my database along with that. So collaborating with other investors who are maybe the general partners, you know, and looking at bringing investors in on those deals. We're certainly open to that because it's really about helping each other. And so I think we're more about the give back versus what we receive. You know, if that yeah. makes sense, right? It's really where our hearts are and all the rest of it just sort of takes care of itself. So we do have to run it as a business. We do have daily meetings. We do have marketing strategies. We do have social media. You know, we do all of those things. But I think it's really about coming to terms with what are you willing to live with? Who mm-hmm. are you becoming? And that's ever changing, you know? Isn't that interesting? I think sometimes just life shows you, even though it's hard, because I'm pretty sure dealing with grandkids' sickness was not easy. It needed a lot of attention, right? But if you think about that, yes. had that not happened, you would not have reorganized your properties. Like, you know, my story. Not to this level. Not to this level, Socket. I mean, I, I was already kind of looking at some things, but not to this level. And so I think things happen for a reason. For a reason. Even yeah. the hard stuff. You don't have growth until you've really gone through the struggle. Correct, correct. correct. I mean, all the, you know, that's one of the that's one of the message I want to leave behind, right? With your story and a lot of other stories, mm-hmm. my story is similar. That it's hard when things are not going your way, because but it's also a blessing when things are not going your way. I think it's really more right. on what you try to focus on. Like a friend of mine just he did some public speaking yesterday, and he literally was depressed for the entirety because in his mind he blew it out right kind of like not in a good way uh, uh-huh. and we were having a conversation talking to him and we look you should be thankful that yesterday you had a chance to experience something that most people have not which is speaking in public it showed you what you are lacking now you have two choices you can say i'll never speak again or i'm gonna be the best public speaker the world has ever seen the second right. path is more empowering the first path is more limiting. You have a choice to pick, right? You can go either way and no path is right or wrong. 
it's one more empowering and one's more limiting. Which one do you want to pick? I think that's the same exact path that you guys have taken. And that's about mindset, Socket. Yeah. That's about mindset, you know? I mean, and thank goodness you were able to sort of guide some of that conversation. But you, we all have a choice. How are we going to look at the lemons we've, we're dealing with? Correct. Are we going to make lemonade? Or are we just going to let those lemons sit there and rot? Right. We choose. You know, we weren't, we could either spiral down or spiral up, Right. you know? Right. And so I think anything worthwhile and anything that has legacy and legacy is very important in our direction of our business. You have to walk through the difficult. I think that's right. what makes you relatable. It does. You know? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I always talk yeah. about it, right? I think Robert and Russ always talk about in Hero's Journey, if it's all, you will never go watch a movie where the hero, the protagonist has never had any issues. The life is perfect. Nobody wants to, but, right. it's, but nobody wants that in their own life, which is crazy. No. Uh, <laughs> they want to be shiny. Everything's wonderful, yeah. you know. That's not how life is. Um, uh, or they like to believe uh, that everybody's life is like that, you yeah. know, and it's not. I have not met not one single person that's had that yeah. perfect life. Well, Robin, mm-hmm. I know you have a hard stop, so I want to be respectful of that time. Thank you again for sharing your beautiful story and your time with us. I know it's precious for you, so we want to be respectful of that. Uh, Robin, we're coming towards the end of our show. Of course, there's so many other stories that I know about your and Brett's journey that I want to share. Maybe we'll get you another, get you back on the show, which is always a more exclusive with you. Yep. But towards the end of the show, we usually leave the listeners with two questions, right? The first question is more about <laughs> a lot of things that happen in your life, right? Some good, some bad. Everything has left a lesson, right? Uh, there are insights that you have developed for your life. There's a format, there's a blueprint that you've developed for, for yourself. A lot of wisdom. If you were to go back in time and tell your 20-year-old self, right, what are some of the insights that you would share so their migration in the life becomes a new Robin that emerges out of you, out of that story, that, those insights is going to be 10 times more powerful. Not that you're not, but if you were to go back with wisdom and insights you have now, what would they be? Yes. So, dear younger me, I would live my dreams. Mm-hmm. I would realize that when you hear those words and that you can be more than you are, that that's real. I would take action. I would not waste time. I would be super intentional. I wouldn't think about, well, I can get to that. I would just get on it. Really, I would. In my 20s, I had a lot of energy. And Socket, I feel like I'm going to kind of even counter, like reject what I just said. I was asked this question last week and I said, you know what? I don't really think I'd change too much, except I'd probably go back about seven years. Right. And I take action on the things that I'm telling you now, because I really do believe in my heart. I wasn't ready in my twenties to deal with all that I have been blessed with and afforded with now. I really wasn't. My character development wasn't there. Right. Because I think to get to where you are, to who I am now, I had to walk through the terrible. Right. I did. I had to walk through that. But I would say, don't waste time, you know, and really take action. But really, you know, there's not a, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things I would change. Things maybe I've said, things I didn't do. But to be who I am now, gosh, I just, I think 
God has me here for a reason. And I've journeyed the journey I have intentionally because it has changed my heart and my character. So I couldn't be this now without that. That's true. Well, thank you. It's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that, Robin. Last yeah. question. Yes. What is your one wish and desire for humanity to migrate towards? You know, I would love to say eliminate so much of the disunity that we have in the world that we live in. And the flip side of that is community. You have to have community. And so as our world is ever changing, we're seeing, you know, issues with the supply chain. We're seeing, you know, the economic system changing drastically. You've got to be in community with people who maybe have resources that you don't. And you need to be able to come together and figure out, you know, if the world goes to hell in a handbasket, what can you bring and this person bring and how can you do all of that and where can you do all that out and live that out at? Maybe that's a bug out spot or maybe that's whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe somebody's got, I'm just saying, you know, that's kind of what yeah. you kind of need to begin working on is some of that level of wealth, you know, yeah. which is community. It is all the other things. It's not always so much monetary, you know, right. so create those wealth relationships. Oh my God. So powerful message, uh, Robin. And mm -hmm. I really hope people can look at that because that's really what life is about, right? In well, that's end, applicable for That's not, you know, oh my God, I can't do that. That is tangible and everyone right. can do that. Right. Correct. I mm -hmm. love that. So, Robin, after such a powerful message, I am pretty confident uh, somebody may want to reach out to you, right? Where would they find you? Yes. So, they can find me at team at realequityip.com. And team at realequityip.com. Yes. Perfect. Yes. We will include that in the show notes. Okay. Again, Robin, thank you a lot for taking the time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate thank that. You just the opportunity to just catch up and share. I just really appreciate it. So I you love it. Thank you. Beautiful heart. Anytime I can get an opportunity to talk to you guys, I would love to. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. You tell your sweet girls and your wife I said hello. Will do. Thank you. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.